Welcome to the Complete Student Podcast, the podcast designed to help you prepare for and manage college costs. Today's episode is a conversation with two Utah Valley University students, Crystal Marcial and Brian Agayo Mesa. Crystal and Brian share insights from their time in post-secondary education and outline the five things they wish they had known about college when they were high school students. Laís Martinez, Director of Diversity and Equity at the Utah System of Higher Education, assists with co-hosting today's episode. Let's get started. So today I am so happy to be joined by two students from Utah Valley University. We have Crystal Marcial and Brian Agayo-Meza, and they are here to talk about the five things each of them wish they had known before they went to college. But before we do that, I would like to introduce our special guest, Laís Martinez. Laís, would you uh, take a few moments to say something about yourself and kind of why we chose this particular theme for this episode? Yeah, hi, Katie. Um, so my name is Laís Martinez and I am the State Director for Equity and Advocacy. And as part of my role, I help to coordinate the statewide Utah College Application Week program that most of the seniors um, across the state participate in. A couple of years ago, um, I had the opportunity to meet both Crystal and Brian as seniors at Provo High School. And so I thought they would be great guests on for this podcast around what I wish I would have known. Um, I think for so many of us who are first generation students or second generation students um, navigating the, not only college once you get there, but also the application system itself um, can be tricky and cumbersome and complicated. And so um, I just thought, let's hear from students. I love it. Yep. And so without further ado, then let's have Crystal and Brian introduce themselves. Uh, yeah. So thank you for having us, Katie. Um, my name is Crystal Marcial. Uh, like you said, I'm a student at UVU. My major is social work. Um, I'm a first generation student, back students too. So that's a whole other element. Um, but yeah, it's me. Yeah. And I'm Brian. Um, also a student at UVU studying biology, um, wanting to go into some kind of medical field with that. And uh, also a first generation student, first generation American, um, bilingual, but essentially, yeah, just, just a student with like a lot of things stacked up against me. Like people said that like, typically students like of my background, of my parent, like what my parents have studied don't tend to succeed as well they don't have the resources capable and so whenever i'm offered a chance to to kind of give uh, uh insight as to what has helped me succeed um i'm always happy i'm always happy to to pitch in and help i love it that's like we it sounds like we have the two perfect guests for this particular episode and crystal i just want to follow up for listeners who might not know what daca is if you could mm-hmm. elaborate a little bit on on that acronym Yeah, so it's a temporary legal status um, for people who were brought to the U.S. as children, obviously by their parents. Um, So I came to the U.S. when I was seven. I've been on DACA since I was uh, 18 years old. Um, So yeah, I mean, this just gives me like a two-year permit to work, two-year temporary license, and I have to renew it every two years. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's kind of my status. I 
that's how I can work. But I mean, if there, that wasn't a thing, then I wouldn't be able to. So. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I want to have Crystal start um, and kick us off with the five things that you came up with that you wish you would have known when you were in high school and preparing for your college journey. Um, so my first thing was that it's the little things um, that have helped me the most. So it's just setting reminders on my phone, setting reminders on my laptop, using a planner, a calendar. Um, and it's just the little things because they can go overlooked, but they really do help even my first year. Um, I like finally got a laptop and I was all excited and I was playing around with everything and setting those little reminders really did help me just because I could remind myself of, hey, you have a quiz this week or hey, you have a quiz due tomorrow. And then that way I could plan out my days and my whole week. If I didn't do that, then I tend to be a procrastinator, which I think a lot of students can relate to. So I might've waited till the last hour or 30 minutes. And by that time, you know, like my brain's just scrambled and I'm not going to be able to do my best. So that just helps with time management too. And, and I totally agree with that. I think um, specifically focusing on coming from high school, right? As a senior, you kind of have your set schedule, your eight or so classes that you kind of go to every day. And your teacher, most of the time, will kind of tell you like, oh, you have this coming up, you have a test coming up, uh, make sure to turn in this quiz, whatever it may be. Um, and, and once you get to college, it's, kind of, it's, very, it's a very drastic difference. Um, but I, I really underestimated it, right? I, and it was, like that first year, I kind of got into it, and it was like, um, I, I kind of ran it the same way as high school. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I have this stuff coming up. I'd go on Canvas and be like, oh, yeah, it's coming up in like a week or two or whatever. Um, but I didn't see big improvements of like studying habits and, and test scores until I started doing things like making a planner for, for the month or, or uh, allocating time specifically. I found it much easier to be like, I'm going to sit down and study for 30 minutes if I planned it out in, in my planner on my phone or a physical one, rather than just if I said like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll study later. Uh, right. Like I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I certainly incorporate that in my own personal life and my own <laughs> career. I'm with you on that. And I think what I'm hearing too, that's kind of cool is like that transition from high school to college. And this is going off what you said, Brian, like you have so much in-person support at high school to make sure you're like on track and getting things done. And it sounds like maybe technology took the place of those people at college, right? So like maybe yeah, you don't have yeah. a teacher following you around helping you, but like you can have a reminder on your phone, for example. I love that. Yeah. Um, so my second thing was that most faculty and staff within the university are willing to help students. You just have to be the one to go ask for it. Um, you know, it can be hard because as a student, you know, there are so many students and you feel really small. Um, and it might seem like people don't have time for you, but they really do. The only problem is that they don't know who to get to or who needs the help the most. So if you are speaking up and um, advocating for yourself, then they will be able to help you. And, you know, actually get to know you. Um, and I mean, I guess an example for that was Laís. I mean, Brian and I kind of followed her around the whole time we've been in school. So um, while she was at UVU, then she was kind of our go-to person. And then from then, from there, we've been able to build other connections, but she's always been one that we go to. Yeah, yeah. And, and to just kind of piggyback off that, I, I think you definitely have to 
put in a lot of effort to find like your people, right? It's, I remember like going to certain teachers, certain administrators, certain staff or faculty where it was like, yeah, like they're willing to help, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they're gonna go home and think about, oh, how can I help the student? And, and maybe they thought that for other students, right? It, it's just a matter of like finding who you connect with best and, and then kind of run, like when, once you find that person, just kind of hold on to them for, for as long as you can and, and just ask for, for help, for recommendations, for suggestions, for anything like that, because people don't tend to go into like higher ed as like administrators or whatever, because they're, they're looking to make six like a ton of money right they they go in because they care about students because they care about people um and once you find those like that people that person or, or whatever that cares about you um it makes a, a really big difference once you're in college so to piggyback off of what crystal just said about um and both of you said about connecting with administrators and really advocating for yourself um i found that that was especially important for Crystal being a DACA student. Um, it, is, it can be extremely competitive um, getting scholarships for undocumented students, but it is possible. And Crystal's the perfect example of the fact that it is possible. And she did a really great job of advocating for herself and reaching out to administrators that she knew cared about her and wanted to see her succeed and would follow up for letters of recommendations and um, really utilize those resources. So um, just wanted to piggyback off of that. Um, yeah, and I guess from what Leigh said too, um, like in being in my position, and I know a lot of students are in the same position or even well, I mean, the reality is more now that students don't even have DACA anymore. You know, they're just not, not eligible for it anymore based on the timeline and like requirements for it. Um, so, I mean, you just have to keep going. You know, if, like Brian said, if some professors or staff aren't willing to help, then you just have to keep asking and you have to, you know, keep yourself up and hold on to the person that is willing to help. Um, but yeah, I mean, there always is someone. You just, it might take a little work to find them, but there will be someone who is willing to help. Sure. So be persistent. Mm -hmm. Hang on to the relationship when you find it. I love that. Yeah. Um, my third uh, point was to take advantage of workshops and conferences. Um, this is because, I mean, for me now, I we kind of have the requirement of going to like the suicide conference, the substance use conference for social work. Um, but you know, these are things that after I graduate, we're like, they're gonna cost hundreds of dollars, maybe sometimes even thousands, depending on if I have to travel or not. Um, and these are all usually in university settings. So take advantage of them, you know, go, even if you can only go for one workshop that you're really interested in, then just go to that, you know? It's just like a class, but better because you're actually like invested in taking your time to go and wanting to learn something, or again, even make connections with presenters or just people who are already in the type of field that you're interested in too. Yeah, yeah, workshops, workshops are huge. They're, um, they're yeah, like Crystal said, they're great ways to, to learn specifically about what you wanna learn. Not only that, a lot of times after the, the free lunch, free snacks, as a college student, a lot of time like a free meal, kind of gets you through the week right and and there was a couple times where where I was kind of like 
you know you're living on your own you try to just make it off off of what little money you have of disposable income and and i'd go to school and they'd be like yeah yeah like come and learn about this and i was like awesome and then they'd offer lunch and it was like wow yeah my my day is made i i got to learn i gotta eat some food and and yeah and then you get home and and it's you don't have to worry about making food right you can allocate that time to study or to have fun or to kind of just de-stress a little bit so definitely take advantage of, of those workshops and conferences that that are often held at a university that one spoke to my soul <laughs> like, look forward <laughs> yeah. to the learning but also make sure to ask what's being served for lunch oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, and, and sometimes they they order too much because not enough people go and you get take some home too. take advantage of that so definitely bring your tuppers <laughs> yes. you bring a backpack for a reason yeah i think that's something that is really unique i love that one that that advice in, in particular because I think lots of students and even like adults, right? We hear college and we think it's what happens in the classroom or in the lecture hall when you're scheduled to be there. And there's so many other learning opportunities outside um, mm -hmm. your formal class schedule. So awesome advice. Um, so my fourth point was kind of something that Brian already mentioned. It was just taking care of your basic needs. So, you know, making sure you're eating, making sure you're sleeping, uh, also your social life. You know, that's actually super important too. Um, if you don't take care of that, then you can't be very overwhelmed. So make sure you're still making time for that too. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are the things that, you know, they, they can be put on a back burner and thinking, you know, well, I have homework or I have a test coming up and I need to focus about on that instead of going to sleep on time or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Brian said, then those are the things that can get you through the week. Just little things like making sure you actually have food in your system and aren't running on two hours of sleep for two days or so. Yeah, work hard, play hard, right? I mean, um, you you gotta you gotta set a, for sure set a set apart time to study. Make sure you're getting your work done, or else you're not gonna pass, and then there's no point. But after that's all done, um, you you do what you can, and then and then you gotta relax. You gotta read a good book, listen to a good podcast, anything to kind of get your mind away from school because that time is just as essential as all the time you put in studying because it gives your time, your brain time to kind of relax, process the information you just put into it. And like Crystal said, sleep is, is, is way important. There is uh, like countless times professors would be like, yeah, yeah, you can study till two in the morning, but you're not going to retain any of that information. Studies show like if you go to sleep too late, um, then you don't retain it. Right. And so, it's good to study right before you go to sleep because then you kind of go to sleep and then all that information is kind of going uh, on in your head. As you sleep, it's kind of getting ingrained into that long-term memory. Um, but you need to sleep that, that full couple cycles for that to happen. So, so definitely really important. Yeah. And my fifth point was just to not skip class. So just go to class no matter what you do. Um, and I mean, we kind of already touched on it too. Um, in high school, you know, it's just, it's easy because, you know, I mean, at least in our high school, we had people called trackers and they would actually roam the halls, making sure that people weren't skipping class. Um, but it's just kind of like self-discipline, you know, mm -hmm. and it can be easy. I mean, especially right now with classes being a lot online, a lot of the time you might just, you know, set your laptop down, make sure like your camera's on, and then you might be watching a show without your professor knowing, but you actually need to be present. Um, and you know, like even if it's a super easy class, sometimes 
it can be easy to think, well, well, it's fine. I mean, I'll just read the textbook. I'll do the quiz and I'll pass the class. But there are little things that you will learn if you actually pay attention, even if that class is really, really easy. So just make sure you go. I mean, you're paying for it and it's the whole experience that you need to actually take in. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you nailed it. It's your education and it's your dollar at the end of the day, right? And so you're only cheating yourself if you don't go. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, in that case, we'll move on to um, Brian's five tips he wishes cool. he had known during high school. All right, yeah. Uh, my first one is networking is everything. Um, so uh, as you go to, you transition from high school to college, right? You you're a lot of students, me, me specifically, I was thinking, right, I'm going to start going to these classes, I'm going to get my degree, and then when I'm done, when I get my degree, there's going to be a lot of options for me to pick from with my degree, and then I can just kind of go wherever I want. And as I'm going through school, as I, as I went, as I'm going through school, it's, it's very evident that whatever the people you know is what like the opportunities that are going to come out of your college experience so um for example i met laiz right she connected me to a program on campus that i applied to i got into i drastically changed my friend group every people i knew because of that one decision because of this one person i met that told me go and try this out it, it's it's access to opportunities and and just resources like that that don't come from anywhere else rather than just talking to the people around you um going back to like studying and stuff setting apart to study but anytime i went out and saw like all right i see this kid right here he's getting a hundreds on his test i'm gonna figure out how he's doing that i'd go talk to him and more more often than not probably 80 90 percent of the time I'd be like yeah for sure come study with me i studied at the library at this time and this time i'd go and they, they give me really insightful things onto like how they study that helps them retain this information better. Um, and so who you know is, is everything, starting in high school, but especially as you go throughout college. Um, and also, I mean, just even outside of the classroom, even though like the connections that you make to study and all of that is super important too. Um, like we mentioned ladies before, but also, I mean, like Brian mentioned, um, we're typically seen as students who don't do very well, right? Like we don't have a lot of the resources that a lot of other students do um, as far as like their parents have bachelor's degree or even more like higher degrees. Um, and you know, our parents just don't like that's just the reality of it. So our connections within like our inner circles, like they they usually aren't people who have jobs that we're striving to have by going to college. Um, so, you know, like we don't have like, oh, our aunt, so me going into social work, yeah. you know, I can't say like so-and-so is a, is a therapist, so-and-so is a director here at, at this program, you know, like a lot of my classmates can't say. Um, so the connections that I have been able to make at UVU, you know, like how Lay said and getting scholarships or just being part of programs, those are the people that are super important to me because I can ask for letters of recommendation. And I mean, it sounds harsh, but you know, that little title behind their name of director of so-and-so department at UVU is like just gives me like an opening or a foot in the door you know so yeah. absolutely and I think it ties back so well to what you guys were saying earlier about like you know when you reach out and you try to establish these relationships it's not always going to work out the first time like not, not every single one of these is going to be really deep and really meaningful right some of these connections are going to be surface level 
But the more you try, the more you're going to find those, those mentors, right? Or even just friends who you put in the effort and now that person is in your corner, like for life. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Yeah. I think um, the comments that both of you have made have been awesome. And um, Crystal's comment about just social networks and um, not having access to that um, at times through like familial connections. Um, and so needing to go outside of that and, um, and really network is so critical. And um, I can say for myself, my first job in higher education as a part-time employee and recruiter for USU Eastern was off of a connection that I had in my undergrad of a fellow college student. Um, and so my whole career is based off of a connection, a network connection that I made in my undergrad. Yeah, and I think that's just something you see across the board. More often than not, people had asked, how do you have this job you have? Why are you going into this? Uh, oh, I had a, my dad does this, or I had a friend that kind of connected me to this. So, so yeah, I, I just think, uh, and I'm not even especially extroverted. Like, you don't have to be this super outgoing person that just says hi to everyone to make these meaningful connections. It's just a matter of trying, like, once or twice a, a class period or whatever, once a week in, in a class, right? Whatever is, is gets you a little bit out of your comfort zone without feeling too overbearing. I, I think you, you definitely got to try it out. So, um, so yeah, my number two one, and we've already gone over it quite a bit. Um, so we, we can make it brief, but I put setting aside time purely to study helps, helps you motivate to actually do it. Right. So, um, so rather than just saying like, all right, I got to study for this test and this test, uh, well, as soon as I started planning it out, being like from six to seven thirty, it's my study time. If someone invites me to go out spontaneously or whatever, I'm just going gonna, gonna to be like, you know what? I can't, I can at seven thirty when I'm done studying, but kind of treating it like this, like this time period where nothing else is going to get in the way. I, I found myself studying a lot more and doing a lot better in my class. I think that first semester I tried doing that was the first semester I got like a 4.0 in, in all my classes. And so it, it's just setting that time apart to, to just focus on that one thing. And then, and then after doing whatever you want, like relaxing, whatever, but at least you set apart that time to, to really focus in on, on the hard class you have or um, that, that hard subject. Um, my next one, number three was don't spread yourself too thin. Uh, pick one thing extracurricular at first and then add on to it once you feel comfortable with it, if you feel comfortable with it. Once I got to college, I was like, I want to do something else. I don't want to just go to school and then have that be it. And so I started, I joined one thing. Um, I had fun doing that. And so then I joined another thing and then another thing. And then it got to a point where I was like, it, it, I really enjoy all of this, right? It's, these clubs are awesome. This program's awesome. But I don't have enough time in the day to, to give my full effort to all of these things. And so then when I cut it back down to like only one or two things plus school, I found myself enjoying it a lot more and giving a, a way better effort than I did when, when I was kind of 
trying my best to to give like 20% here, 10% here, 10% here. Yeah. Number four is not not anything too difficult, but it's something I, I saw with myself and with a lot like my little sister that just started college. Um, it's sign up for things early. Um, Especially classes. Um, uh, a lot of times, you, you know, in college, you get to pick your own schedule. You can kind of choose however you want. You can do morning classes. You can do afternoon classes. You can not do Fridays like I did. Um, but in order for you to get that good schedule, as well as like the best teachers, um, it takes signing up early, figure out when to sign up, um, do it as quick, as quick as you can use resources like rate my professor, um, word of mouth, listen from like other students that are in your program that have taken this class already. Um, and, and then that way you get the best of both worlds. You get the best teachers that, that are going to align with your learning style best and then you get a, a good schedule that's going to make sure you have time for for yourself and for relaxing and all of that and i guess uh, this is a little bit different but kind of in this along the same lines of what brian's saying um but also i guess just know the deadlines coming up within univer your university anyway um you know even if it's like signing up early for a class let's say you sign up for more classes than you're going to be able to handle make sure you know when that deadline is coming up for you to be able to drop it otherwise that can create a whole other big mess with a fafsa or um, your credits or just everything in general so i mean you know just make sure you know what deadlines are that are coming up uh, number five is, like Laís mentioned not too long ago, um, advocate for yourself. Uh, this is really big because I feel like in high school, as, as like a senior, junior, you kind of go with, with what they tell you to a certain extent, right? You, you go to your advisor, they tell you, yeah, you should probably take this in this class. Um, and more often than not, you're like, okay, uh, let's sign up for it then. Whatever's going to help me progress the best, um, let's kind of do it. Uh, in college, it's it's really different. You have a lot more uh, openness. You have more freedom of of choice. Um, and so, like an example, I like to to talk about with this would be um, if you don't like your your advisor, right? There's a ton of advisors in college. Uh, my sister recently we went through this where she started school, right? She got to an advisor. The advisor told her. Oh, well, there's this, this, and this, but she wasn't too convinced, right? She she didn't feel like this advisor was putting in the time and effort to make sure she felt uh, cared for and, and like they her best interests were were there. And so she was like, okay, cool. And then she just just for fun, I I told her, let's just try asking a different advisor. Let's just let's just go and and see what they advised. Um, and it was night and day difference, right? They. They told her, oh, yeah, you can take this or this class, this teacher I've heard really good reviews about. Um, and, and, and it just drastically changed her first semester in college where uh, coming right out of high school, you might not know you have that ability or that power to kind of be like, ah, I, don't really, I don't really vibe with you as, like a, as a person, as, a, as an advisor. That advisor, that same advisor that didn't help my sister the best, maybe helped another student way way like the, it was the best advice advisor they could have had and so um advocate for yourself they, they, there's programs at universities that that guard against like um if you don't think if you don't think a teacher's being fair you can go to them at uvu for example it's the ombud 
uh, ombudsman, you go and you just kind of follow complaint. I, I've done a couple times where I felt like, you know what, I don't, I don't think the outcome of this situation was fair. And so I went to them, they had a chance to talk to a teacher and it got resolved, not, not exactly the way I wanted, but a way better result than if I would have just stayed quiet and been like, okay, I'm just gonna accept whatever they, they can give me. That's such a great, um like tip. Um, so when I was finishing my undergrad, I had an advisor um, who, you know, and I was really intense. By the time I was finishing, I was like, I need to get this done, you know? And, um, and I had like my schedule and I knew how many courses I needed to take and exactly what needed to happen for me to graduate. And I, went to my advisor the last semester and I'm like, here are the classes I've taken. This is what I'm doing. And she was like, actually you need like, I don't know, however much more to graduate. And I was like, you know what? I want a second opinion. And so I went to another advisor and um, I was able to graduate that semester. So um, I agree with Brian. It's really important to advocate for yourself and um, it's not even so much whether or not you like a person or not or you know it's just um, it's always great to get a second opinion and it does take more time um, yeah. but sometimes that time is worth it. I think that's great advice because I think sometimes we get into this mentality that like we need to follow the rules, don't rock the boat, like it's just gonna cause more problems, but like mistakes can happen just like you two outlined, right? And you should not be the victim of that mistake just because you know, you think that that's the way it has to turn out. I love, I love that piece of advice. I'm wondering if both of you could um, share what leadership programs you joined as freshmen and how that helped um, pay for your schooling. Um, yeah, so I, I joined the ambassador program uh, at UVU, um, and, and so this program essentially what, what it was when I joined was a half housing scholarship, um, and so I got to move out. I got to experience life as like a real college student, like kind of living on my own um, for way cheaper than it would have been to, to kind of pay what I, what I would have had to monthly. Um, and so this really helped me kind of gain that, that college experience despite it being not too far from home. Um, and then other scholarships I had based on GPA, ACT, and, and all of that helped me pay for, for school um, aside from that. Can you elaborate a little tiny bit, Brian, about um, what an ambassador does? Like, what is that program? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so pretty much what an ambassador does uh, is we go out to high schools, well, with, with this, it's more like Zoom calls and stuff. But um, when I was in it, it was, I would go out uh, to high schools, uh, talk to students about college, about what it's like, about resources, about how they can succeed in college. Um, and it was really fulfilling because I got to, I got to meet students from all over uh, Utah. I got to meet people from all different backgrounds. And more, more often than not, I'd, I'd hear like, oh, I can't do college, like that's just too expensive or whatever. And then you connect them to the right resource and then you kind of just see the, their eyes light up, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, it is a possibility. It is something I could maybe do. 
Um, and, and so I, I really enjoyed being, being a part of the ambassador program, but any, any organization on campus that gets you involved in anything, in like anything other than academics is, is awesome, right? You could join like the student government out of school and, and be involved in the activities that are planned, make sure your, your input is heard there. And so I, I definitely recommend it to, to anyone transitioning from, from high school to college is, is if you, if, even if you weren't involved before, find a club, find anything to kind of get involved in and it increases your, your overall uh, college experience by time. And um, it exposed you to staff and faculty, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. those type of leadership positions also give you the benefit of adding those networking resources to your yeah, yeah. toolkit. Um, and so the program that I joined, it was actually my sophomore year, was the Multicultural Student Council. Um, so that's just a student council that's from the Multicultural Student Center. And I mean, it was just kind of a group of students that when we got to plan activities, we got to plan workshops. Um, uh, we There's also this event called Diversity and Dialogue. So we would bring in guests and focus on this one topic and then allow students to have a conversation. Um, and those events were super important just because they were things that um, just, you know, happening in the world, either with like LGBTQ rights or uh, missing, murdered, missing and murdered indigenous women, um, just things like that. And I mean, again, like all of that improved my whole college experience because I got to learn a lot about all these other things happening outside of the classroom. Um, and I mean, so this actually did pay for my school. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Um, but again, in my position, having DACA, it's something that I'm hesitant to like advertise because I know that the director did put a lot of work into even having a separate fund to be able to give me a scholarship. Um, just because there is like a lot of legal stuff behind being able to give money to undocumented students and students who aren't eligible for FAFSA and all of that. So, um, I mean, even my first semester being in that council, I didn't get a scholarship. I was the only member in it that didn't. Um, and even though I didn't, I wanted to be a part of it because I knew it would help me with my connections, with just learning a lot about myself and learning a lot about the world and um, just having an overall understanding of what other people have been going through just their whole lives too. So, I mean, and then after that, they, like I said, they kind of worked their magic and were able to make separate funds and provide a scholarship. But even then, I mean, it's, it's a little hard for them and I know and I appreciate that they were able to do that a lot. I think that, that that's such good information. So many students, you know, they hear over and over again about grants and scholarships and grants and scholarships and it's like those are great ways to pay for school but there are other opportunities that also give you these added benefits. I think it's very important for students to know that, you know, you can do it. I mean, it sounds very simple but I mean, my mom is like my biggest inspiration and it, our thing was just kind of like, you just have to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. You go and ask and you go and meet people and you don't know what the outcome is gonna be, but you just gotta go and do it. Like, that's just what it comes down to. Um, I just kind of got all of my school paper with like private scholarships and again, connections, like LICE helped me a lot with my personal statement that a lot of scholarships ask for. So, you know, I'm Mexican, so I thankfully was able to find a lot of resources for that and, but, I, not every student is that has DACA is Mexican or just every student that isn't documented, you know, they're not Hispanic. So you just have to find the resources that your people do bring out for you too.
Okay, and I have one more question to ask. Um, I know both of you have shared your five tips and they have been wonderful. I'm curious if you can go back to your senior year and provide us with one thing you wish you would have known your senior year as you were preparing uh, to choose what college you were gonna end up at um, or any anything within that application process. If there was one thing that you wish you would have known, um, what would that be? Um, I think uh, this is something that is said a lot to students, but I think I now thinking about it later on, I it's super valuable. Um, and it's just that you have to pick the right college for you. Um, and Brian and I have talked about this, that UVU is still kind of seen as not the best university just because it's um, open to everybody, you know, your GPA and um, ACT scores, you know, like they'll get you scholarships and stuff, but they aren't necessarily um, going to not accept you because they're pretty low. Um, and, you know, with BYU and the U being so close, their UVU is just not seen as the best a lot of the time. Um, so as a senior, I think it's super important to just pick the college that is right for you. Um, when I was applying, I applied to the U and I mean, looking back now, I did it because I had to make sure that I like, if I could, like I at least got in, you know, like I could say that I got in and if I really wanted to go, then I could have. Um, but you know, like I, my experience at UVU has been amazing and I don't think I've missed out on anything by going to this university instead of the U or another one. So, I mean, it's fine if you want to stay with friends and it's okay if you like want to apply, I mean, keep your options open, but at the end of the day, like it has to be for you. So just pick the right place. That's going to bring the best for you. What are some of the things that you feel are most important in choosing the school that is best for you? Mm, I, for me, I mean, I knew what my major was going to be. Um, and I thankfully didn't end up changing it or switching at any point. Like I, I just knew what I wanted, I guess. Um, but I mean, I just looked into what programs were available. I looked into the faculty seeing if like once I was getting into the master's program and that's a little bit later on but um, just seeing like their backgrounds and seeing like oh my gosh like that professor is super cool like I want to know them or I want to at least be in the same room as them um, that's important too and also just like other programs as we talked about just like extracurricular stuff like um, ambassadors student councils all of that things that you're going to be interested in like I, every program, every university has different programs. And I mean, the U specifically has um, the Dream Center, which is very helpful to undocumented students and DACA students are varying status. Um, so, I mean, they're super helpful. UVU doesn't have that, unfortunately. But I mean, again, there are still people that are willing to help. But if you want to make sure that, I mean, that's like a place that is in your, your, your university, um, then you have to take that into consideration too. If I could go back and, and kind of talk to my senior self, I'd, I'd be like, keep your options open. So make sure, like, there was a couple colleges where I was like, I'm not even going to bother applying just because, like, I, I don't see myself going out of state or, or whatever. And then looking back, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I could have gone out of state. It would have been a cool, different experience. I would have gotten to experience a different culture, a different, you know, just different from where I grew up. Apply to 
101 colleges if you can. Um, uh, high schools a lot of times have like payment programs where they'll pay your your application fee or a portion of it. Um, you just got to talk to your like advisor or your high school um, representative to, to learn about that. There's no better way to do it than like getting a tour uh, or going like yourself, like going physically during like a, a school day. I, I remember I went one time during like as a senior. Um, I didn't have class that day or whatever. So I went, I just went to UVU, kind of studied in the library for, for a test I had coming up. I went to their gym, like I asked how, how that's going. They even let me go in for free, check out the gym. I was like, oh, cool. They have like three basketball courts here. That's something I really enjoy. Something that's going to help me kind of de-stress afterwards. And, and yeah, ultimately, like uh, it came down to me getting accepted into this program at UVU. And, and that's why I went to UVU. Um, whereas I would have gone to another school if I, if I hadn't, but I'm happy. Like I had options, like I had a couple options. If I would have had more, I would have been even happier. Right. I would have gone to pick from, from whatever I wanted, but I think, yeah, having options applying to, to a ton and then physically being there, if you can, like, I know those out of state ones are different, are, are a little bit harder, but, um, the feel like it's something you almost can't even describe. Um, when you know, you know. When you know, you know. It's true. It's, it's it, yeah, you can't explain it. And, and someone might hear it and be like, well, that's dumb. That's not really, like, tangible. But it, but it is. Like, you go to these colleges and, and you can feel the difference between. Well, you guys, I am so thrilled. I think the experiences and the insights that you brought to the table are so helpful. I wish I had had this when I was in high school. I think it's going to help a lot of students who hear this episode. So I want to thank you for your time. So thank you. For being here and Lace, thank you for facilitating this yeah. of course yeah thank both of you for putting this together and and yeah it's it's like i said it's anything where i'm i'm gonna have the opportunity to help someone else like that that's the my bread and bread that's what i what i'm here for that's what i like to do and so thank you for putting it together and and thank you for giving us like me and chris a space to to express like our our lived experiences and kind of talk about what we wish we would have known because um we I, like I've never had this experience before I've never had the chance to do it before and so um so yeah thank you a ton for for even allowing us to um a, a space to to kind of hold these conversations you've been listening to the complete student podcast to learn more about paying for college visit our websites completefinancialaid.org and completescholarships.org Thanks for listening.